The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. You're tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. It's Friday 1st of November and I feel really strange saying that because it's November already and the time is 10 o'clock. Um, welcome to Mother's Planet, um, a show where there is always something to talk about in a productive and beneficial way to all us um, hardworking mothers and um, uh and teenagers and uh, aunts and uncles and all those other people that listen into the show as well. Um, I'm your host Neelam and uh, joining me in the studio today we have my lovely guest Mark Clark. Hi there. Morning, how are you? Morning, I'm fine, thank you, how are you? I'm okay, not too bad. Um, So I will formally introduce you uh, a little later in the show but before I do, um, how's your week been? Um, Busy. Yeah. Because I've just come back to work oh. and I've kind of come back to work not a hundred percent. So oh, okay. but it's been productive, that's the main thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you been off because you've been on holiday? Um no, I actually <laughs> had to take some real R and R, some oh, real okay, rest and good. recuperation. Good. Um because I haven't been well mm-hmm. and I've kind of been overdoing it a bit. Mm. So um I actually went away to a retreat oh, lovely. with no Wi Fi completely off grid. Oh, wow. I loved it. Well, that's very good. And yeah. it's really good that you actually took that um, time out for yourself. Yeah. We do forget ourselves. Oh, we do. We do. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, we just end up being fit for nothing. Yes. You know, and exactly. sometimes we, we think that even when we're at home and we take a little time off, mm. but that minute you start thinking about work or you yeah. take that email, you've just donated the rest yes. of your energy yes. to, to work again. That's so it. I just needed a time and a space after like nine years yeah, of just wow. totally going off grid. Oh, wow. Well, well done you for taking that <laughs> yeah. time out on yourself. Thank Excellent. you. Thank you. That's very good because we, we do forget to do that. So it's quite nice yeah. and um, it's positive that you've shared that with us. So yeah, yeah, maybe brilliant. those listeners that are listening in that feel that they're um, up to their room with the work and yes, this is their, yeah. their opportunity to go and take some time out as well. It's, it's, I always say that um, rest is just as important as the work. Yes. Just as important. Mm. You've got to look at it the same way. Um, what a lot of people feel that if they're not doing anything, they're being lazy. Yes. Or they should be doing something productive. And, that, and that's the lie mm. of it. Mm. You, you need that rest. You, yeah. you need it or you just burnout. That's very Total true. burnout. Yeah, and I'm very guilty of that because I yeah. think the minute I'm sitting down, I think, oh, I'm sitting down. I should down. be doing something. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, you're doing, you're busy doing oh, nothing. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's very hard, I think, to it try, is. but it's very true and it's much yeah. needed. Uh, we've had quite a strange week with weather. Um, it's been chilly. Yeah. And it's oh my gosh, it's been terrible, hasn't it? <laughs> oh, it's horrible. So cold. <laughs> I know, all of a sudden the clocks changed. Clocks changed. And, and that was it. Jack Frost got off, his, off the airline <laughs> from his holidays and that was it. That's it, yeah. Freezing. And yeah. our building's got no heating in it at the moment. Oh no. Oh, so you're all in your thermal wear then. I was walking around with the little heater in both the offices everywhere oh, I went. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, I mean, having said that, I think yeah. I do prefer the cold than the being too hot. Really? Oh, than being too hot? Mm, mm. Yeah. Um, as you can see, I am a person of the sun. So, um... <laughs> I prefer the hot weather, but not yeah. the dry heat. Yes. Not when it's dry heat. Yeah. 
It's not too it's, good. Uh, yeah, I just feel like I'm not productive when it's too hot. When really? It's, when it's hot, I, I can't yeah. function and I turn really anti-social as well. So it's like, avoid <gasps> oh, me. Avoid oh. me when I'm when I'm hot. So, yeah, I do prefer the cold because okay. I think, yeah, we can wrap up and if we get warm, we can unwrap yeah. up. So, you know, it's always something to do. Um, <laughs> so, listeners, share your thoughts with us. Um, how have you adjusted to the time change? Do you feel that you've been more productive? You're more energised? Um, or um, how's the weather going with you? How have you been this week? So we are live on air, reaching out to all our listeners in... Um, Where are we live? What's the camera? The Facebook camera is on you there. There we go. You can wave to the camera. So we are live on air. <laughs> and we are uh, reaching out to all our listeners in Luton and surrounding areas. And as Mark just waved to the camera, we are live on the Facebook yes. camera as well. So you can join in the discussion, um, leaving comments on the Facebook page, or you can actually uh, call in or text into the studio. Uh, call-in number is local Luton number 01582 Um Or you can whatsapp or text in on 0779 so do join us um with today's um topic we are repeated um from nine o'clock tonight if you aren't able to listen in today so um you can catch up with the show then um in today's show, I'm actually going to be dedicating most of the hour um, to our very sensitive but much needed uh, topic of discussion. Um, as a mother of young children, um, I'm actually really keen to try and get this out in the open and discussed as well because um, over the last few weeks we've actually seen an increase um, in uh, knife crime and uh, where mm. many lives have actually sadly been lost um, yeah. or um, are in critical condition and um, it's something that does send alarm bells across the town so it's something that we really need to try and address and look at how we can um, try and um, um, work on this issue um, but before going into that I wanted to um, share a news headline which um, I'm sure has actually been circulating across the town because it is a uh, local uh, news headline okay. um, local to uh, Luton so um, a boy aged 7 um, held a knife to girl's throat and said I'll do it in school dinner hall mm. row over pizza so uh, the article continues with um, the young, uh, the mother of the young girl um, feeling that the school actually underplayed the seriousness of the situation and uh, feared that this boy would just go on and do this again and perhaps this time maybe to other students. So um, that's um, quite concerning because, yeah. you know, we look at knife crime and you think it's the teenagers, it's the mm-hmm. youth, it's the, it's the adults, but a child of seven... <laughs> Yeah, it's a child of seven, but the reason why I don't think I could play pay much of a comment of if the school has underplayed it or not, because mm-hmm. what do we know about the child? Mm-hmm. What do we know about his background? What mm-hmm. do we know about what Where he's he been up to? to because yeah. he could be that child mm-hmm. that could be working that route, or he could just be a child that is mimicking what mm-hmm. he sees and is not doing it seriously. Yeah. Because little boys grow up yeah. shooting guns and firing bows and arrows. Yes, but true. nowadays that's changed. Yeah. So we don't know. We, I would rather say if I knew more about the little boy, then you could mm. give him more of an informed 
sort of comment on on why that's very on true. what's gone on yes and that's very true i mean um young children i mean i've got young boys yeah. and they and they constantly they've got toy guns and they're exactly. playing around with them and we think nothing of it and yeah. you know but now it's coming to that age where you think oh actually hold on he's got a gun in yeah. his hand and he's doing this exactly so, you know it's, it's, it's because um because of the sensitivity mm. because of sensitivity we all end up in a heightened state yes and we all end up on our guard that's and we it. all end up working on eggshells around everything mm. because that's what we are we're like as humans mm. we have knee-jerk reactions mm. to when shock trauma happens that's in it. some form or shape mm. or we witness it or see it that's great. we all have a knee-jerk reaction to mm. it mm. so we automatically think the worst but yeah that's very true i know it's human nature it's human yeah. nature yeah yeah so um mark um uh, please introduce yourself now sure. formally to uh, uh, our listeners i'm i'm sure they're very keen to hear a bit more about yourself and yeah, no who you are <laughs> hey listeners good morning wherever you are thank you for tuning in um thank you for um, listening to me, thank you, Leland, for having me coming. So, my name's Mark Clark. I am the founding CEO of a charity called the Walk to Freedom, and a development company called You Are Possible. Where in our charity at the Walk to Freedom, we help people to look at their issues and find the causes behind their issues, so that they can make changes to their life. Mm-hmm. So that's primarily around um, drug and alcohol um, dependency, okay. and also primarily around um, youth development. So we predominantly work with young people who are on the borders of exclusions, getting into gangs, um, or young people who are actually um, in gangs and not accessing services. We actually have a project where we do that as well. And with our drugs and alcohol, we have our own in-house built recovery Mm programme that's been very successful. Um, We deliver our own... um, training mm-hmm. um, accredited training where that is predominantly for families who are living with a user but have never been a user themselves okay. but also we have a another um, course for practitioners okay. who engage with users but have never been a user themselves as well oh. because it helps to level the playing field of understanding mm. because what people don't really realize is especially around addiction is that we've got more in common mm. with somebody in addiction than we actually know mm. it's only the stigmatization of that mm. addict makes us or that user sorry Mm-hmm. of that users makes us think that we couldn't have anything to in common yeah. with them yes yeah. yes that's fantastic mark so you you are a man of uh that wears many hats then with many many, many hats <laughs> yes and also um i'm a public speaker mm. as well which i've been doing since i've been about 10 years old really wow, okay. um, when i first ever picked up a microphone in london carnival <laughs> on my dad's sound system and i've just elevated from there wow. um i've also just i'm an author Oh, okay. um, I've just written a book. Oh wow! Um, that's in the making. Well, it's a self-help book. So, okay. because the recovery program that I created mm-hmm. um, is a new recovery program, mm-hmm. as far as I know, it's the first newest ever recovery program in about forty years. Wow. And as far as I know, I'm the first ever black guy to write one too. Oh, well done! <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So we've actually made that into a self-help book now okay. that we're going to distribute freely in certain places, and oh, then we're wow. also going to. So this is actually published, and um, it's not published just yet. It's okay. going through its last bits of fine tuning. Okay. Um, the forward's been written by a good friend to the Walk to Freedoms, um, Lord John Bird, okay. who's um, the founder of the Big Issue magazine. He's okay. written the forward for it. Okay. Um, oh, we also have a residential project. 
as well that we've just launched in Luton wow. nearly a year now okay. called Batten House which I named after our mum okay. so that's supported housing for people who are on the on the on the branches of making changes in recovery oh, wow. um, and that's been going very successfully as well and so how does this all get funded you know it's amazing that you're doing all this <laughs> but yeah that, that's the big question it's, it's a good thing that I believe in a higher power yeah. <laughs> um, because um, we are funded mm-hmm. but really underfunded okay um i do a lot of the service for nothing okay um because i see the need mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and what gracious funding we do get we spend wisely okay. so we're funded by say bedford and luton community foundation mm-hmm. um, we've been very gracious to us over the years mm-hmm. um, and that's a plug for the next bid we're putting in if you're listening yeah. <laughs> and um we've been funded by the big lottery as well okay um we've also done a lot of partnership work okay um with organizations where we do joint bids and so forth and we've also along through the years we've got some amazing donations from people in the community as well yeah. which we really yes. appreciate i was just going to say i mean yeah. um uh, i'm not a luton born and bred okay. girl but yeah, yeah. um I, that's one thing i have found since being in luton that it's a very giving town oh, and yeah. we do donate very well you know, I, I don't think I would have had the opportunities that I've had in Luton anywhere else. Mm. Luton is a very welcoming mm. community um, because I'm originally from London myself. Mm-hmm. And um, it has its up and downs and it has mm. its problem. But I think underneath all of that, mm. there is a real community spirit that is there. Yes, that yes. is there, yeah. And this is why um, things like the topic that I'm discussing today sure. about knife crime, has yeah. this actually gone out of control, um, sends yeah. alarm bells because you'd think um, Luton being such a close, mm. tight-knit community, things like this wouldn't happen. So um, yeah. it's it's quite concerning, um, yeah. you know. So that question in itself, you know, has it gone out of control? What, what, what do you think? Um I would say that it's gone out of control because it's been misunderstood for a very long time. Okay. Because um, if you keep trying to fix a problem Mm -hmm. at its symptom, Mm -hmm. the root will only become worse. Okay. Okay? And it will begin to fester. Mm -hmm. And it will begin to... It will begin to contaminate everything. Yes. Because that's what happens. Mm. So what's happened is, is when these issues have arisen, because knife crime's been around for years. For years. Okay? Mm. People have been carrying knives for years. Mm. Okay? Violence has been around for years. Mm. But it's it's mainly been tried to be fixed at the Mm. symptom. Mm. Okay? Typical example of trying to fix something at the symptom. Mm. You want to stop knife crime by putting stories of knife crime on a chicken box. Yeah. You're not affecting any change there whatsoever. So we've also, we've always tried to fix things on a symptomatic level. Mm -hmm. Now, time has gone, your time is up. Because it's gone that deep now. And to be honest with you, there there are many different reasons that contribute to this. Yes. That has happened over years. Yes. And in some of the questions that you've got, it will kind of cover that as yes. well. Yes. Yes, no, I totally agree. I mean, I was speaking to uh, a friend earlier on this mm. week, and... Um, and this is, uh, she was saying that um, actually, when it comes to knife crime, I think we've kind of missed the buck when it comes to the children that we're trying to target yes. and talk to because they've they've been through that. They're in that stage. Yeah. It's actually children a lot younger that we should yeah. be. And, yeah. this, and this is where I wanted to say that um, yeah. as as a mum yeah. who has young children, yeah. um, my eldest boy is uh, ten and my mm-hmm. eldest girl is twelve. Yeah. Um, you know, do you do you think I should be now? introducing the 
worries and concerns yeah. of knife crime and telling them this is what they should yeah. be steering away. Yeah. Is it now? N- definitely now. And mm. I think younger. Mm. Um, I think because of it becoming the pandemic that mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. I think now we need to be doing earlier intervention and okay. um, we need to be going into the primary schools and so forth yes. but doing age appropriate lessons around it because yeah. look, we just had someone who's seven yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, know what more than a sign do you know yeah. than that but again we don't know the whole situation yeah. of why he did it yeah. Um, so yeah we do need now because it's got this far to be doing that but what I would say is it's it's about how you do it, mm. you know, is, is what's going to make the difference. Yes. Because sometimes what we do as parents um, is we go about the right thing the wrong way. Yes. We, we approach our children, especially nowadays because adolescence has changed over 50 mm. years, and children are more informed and have more access to information mm. than we, we did. did. Mm. But we still feel that we know more than them. <laughs> So when we're talking to them, we're talking on a level that I know more than you, Mm. other than I'm going to start out by first finding out what you do know. Yeah. And that's how you begin comfortable engagement, by Mm. finding out what you know, what they know first Mm. and what they understand first. Yes. And, and, and then taking it from there. That's but very good advice. But it needs to be done. Yeah, that's very be good advice because I was just going to ask, I mean, as, as a mum, I wouldn't really know um, how to go mm. about it. And yes, I would have this prejudgment of I'm a mum and I've gone through it. I've had lived my teenage years. But yes, teenage years for me is totally different <laughs> exactly. to what's happening today. Yep. And yep. Um, the school system, everything is, um, is, is very different. And, mm. um, you know, uh, I think it's um, very hard to address. So... Um, so what what would you say are uh, the typical signs of a teenager that is um involved in 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 such activities you know as a mum what would what would we oh. from your experience i know it's a very difficult question to ask but i um not so much that it's difficult to ask uh. because there are signs oh okay but parents are the last ones to see the signs. Because I was on um, an interview not too long ago, and I explained this, that what you have um, with young people who get into this lifestyle is you have somebody with a dual personality, Mm. okay? So what's 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 your son's name? Uh, Harris. Harris, yeah. all right. So when <laughs> Harris always, yeah. is at home, yeah. he's being yes, your son true. Harris as you know him, mm. right? When he goes out on street, mm. he could be becoming Harris D. Yeah, yeah. no, I totally <laughs> And he will be yeah. Harris D on street where he will get all of these props, he will get all of this mm. um, peer support, mm. he will get all this understanding of the road and he will be that person. Mm. But what happens is Harris D will begin to infiltrate the family home. Mm. Okay? He will start coming home late. He will start talking back to you. Mm. He will start being isolated. He will start being secretive. Mm. And then that's when your signs happen. Mm. Mm -hmm. But normally for some, most parents, Mm -hmm. seeing those signs is when it's too late. Yes. No, I know, that's it. Um, I'm just going to see. I thought we had a text come in, sure. and I don't know how to use this phone, so I'm going to let you carry on. So there are sure. the signs that we um, look out for. I always yes. get confused how to use this phone, and Tarek has shown me how to use it, but I still... <laughs> um, here we go. Um, any more details um, on this brother on, on knife crime? 
Uh, we've just had a text come in from uh, Brother Asif. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Asif, you've asked uh, for more details. Can you just sort of elaborate on your message there? I'm not quite sure what you what you mean um, about <laughs> yeah. that. But if it's anything to do with the headline, I have to be very uh, discreet about how who mm. I mention and the schools and things like that. So I can't actually go into any more detail about about the incident that took place at the school. Um, yes. Okay. Sorry. He's asked for details of yourself. Oh right. Okay. So uh, I will get we'll you. We'll do that at to, the end. Yeah. yeah. I um, um, Asif, thank you for your text. Um, we will um, actually so get get that um, out um, mm. towards the end of the show. I have a list of questions that I wanted to get out to um, to Mark. Yeah. Look, look, look how big right, my list of questions we'll are. To you, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we'll get yeah, the details. Sure. So um, Mark, in your line of work, um, yeah. have you seen um, change? So you know, oh, have yes. you seen teenagers heading up a wrong route and then actually have taken a step back? Yeah. And so you've seen some. I, I, I've seen it. I've seen it happen. I knew it was going to happen, mm. um, and it's 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 not a surprise to me. Mm. It's it's not a surprise to me. Um, you, you a lot of because we, we've we've worked with a lot of the young people in a lot of the high profile cases that have happened in Luton, mm-hmm. and on enga- knowing these these young people's pasts, seventy mm-hmm. percent of them. Mm. weren't actually from dysfunctional backgrounds. Oh, wow. Around about 70%. No, it's amazing how we stereotyped it to that immediate exactly. thing. We immediately do that because it's easy to point at that. Mm. Okay? Because what happens is it's easy to, to point at that and say it's that, mm. but we don't have an answer for over here yeah. when it's someone from a family that has um, stability, stability yeah. good upbringing, mm. such and such and such, such and such and such, such and such yeah. and such. Right? Because... We can fix that at the symptom. Mm. The family is the symptom of yeah. the problem. Yes. You look at that family over there, yeah. where's the symptom? Yeah. <laughs> do you it's see what very I'm saying? true, yes. So what they don't do is they don't look further down because of deep, there's a deeper level of consciousness and understanding that they miss. Mm. Okay, and that's what we look into. Mm-hmm. We look into the why. Yes. Okay. But we ask the wrong questions. Mm. You know, what's wrong with young people mm. when we should be saying, why have young people become that way? Yeah. What's happened? Yeah. What went wrong? You know, those yeah. are the questions. So I've seen this change because mm. these things are not being asked. Mm. When we're getting um, young people who are going through these challenges, mm-hmm. we don't have the right um, sort of support for them. Mm. Um, it, it's only now yes. that um, we're picking up on, on trauma. Yes. When when trauma has always been the issue, yeah. um, we're we're looking at we're still looking at problems that we're trying to fix, mm-hmm. but it's gone on so long. This is a problem that needs to be healed because mm. healing takes time. Yes. So I've seen these changes. Mm-hmm. I've I've known some of these young people where I've known their parents, and then all of a sudden the parents are coming to me and going, I don't know what's happened. Uh, yeah. All of a sudden, this yeah. this other. Boys just come walking through the door. Sometimes this other girl has come walking through the door. Yeah. But it's because it's it's because of a lot of contributing factors, like I've said, mm-hmm. that the world has always been created in a it has always been run mm-hmm. in a way not created mm-hmm. has always been run in a way that is based around fear and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Because if you have fear and anxiety, you can have an outer power that can control it and can control other things. Okay. Okay. So young people now, Mm -hmm. 
particularly in this sort of line where they are, they are mostly controlled by fear and anxiety. Yes. Okay, yeah. which has been offset by trauma mm. in some cases, which has been offset by um, what they are influenced by. Yeah. Has been offset on the consciousness of popularity. Yes, yes. You know, so mm. all of these things mm. begin to internalise with young people. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is that's how it can spread across the board because mm. they get influenced by different things, things in different yeah. ways and they have different meanings. Mm. And there, it can for some person, it can mean that I can listen to this music and I'm fine with it mm. or I can listen to this music and it makes me fear walking out on the streets. Yeah. Yeah, everything influences. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, uh, forking off to one of the questions sure. that, where I said, um, do, do you believe that social media, TV or films uh, contribute to the way um, these children feel that they can actually have the confidence of carrying a knife around? One, 100% mm. con- contributes, but is not the reason why. Okay. It's okay. a contributionary factor mm. Mm. because we change sometimes by what we are influenced by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For example, um, one of the young men I worked with, mm-hmm. um, with the mall stabbing that happened, mm-hmm. and I worked with him as he was going through his sentencing, just preparing for it and supporting him for it. And one of the things that he said to me was this, because again, he's from a well-to-do background. Mm-hmm. He said this to me, Mark, if I just kept my head in the books, this would have never have happened. But when he was explaining to me, mm. he, t- he explained to me how he moved from one area to another, yeah. where he was in one place where he was predominantly black. Yeah. Right. And then he moved into another area, right, where it wasn't. Okay. okay? Then he became the big guy because he's quite big and everything already. Yeah. And then he said to me at that time, boy, during that time, I was watching things like, you know, adulthood, kidhood, and all yeah. them kind of films at them times. Yeah. And I was just on that with that thing there. And yeah. I actually became that man, them man there in them films in school yeah. because I could be like that with them. Wow. Yeah. So again, it's these influences. Yes. Plays a major part. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't say mm-hmm. that it, I wouldn't say that it encourages them mm. to carry a knife. Mm-hmm. I would say that it puts the fear in them, them yeah. to carry a knife. Right. Because you're talking about street, 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 mm-hmm. stab, 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 gun, 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 gun. Mm. And it's in a life where you walk, then that's not influencing me to carry it. Yeah. Um, you know, is it, I'm, I'm going to carry it to protect myself. Mm. Even if it's got nothing to do, because this this is actually, and I'm not going to show anybody, instilling fear into me. Yeah. Well, um, listeners, we are actually now had, heading off for our first break. So um, please uh, stay tuned in and uh, listen into the discussion. Um, but for now, go refill your hot drinks and join us after the break, inshallah. Asalaamu Alaikum. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programmes from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM.
Good morning, Assalamu alaikum. Uh, you are tuned into Inspire 105.1 FM. It's Friday, 1st of November, and the time is now 10.30. I'm your host, Neelam, and joining me in the studio today is my guest, Mark. Mm. Hello. Mm. Um, so, Mark and yeah. I have had a real in-depth discussion yeah. so far in yeah. the first half good, of the one. show. Yeah, where um, we are trying to address the issue sure. um, around knife crime and uh, looking at possible causes and um, why the youth of today are turning to knife crime um, with ease and um, as, as I shared the headline as well we, it's not just the youth now it's younger children that are um, also feeling as confident to uh, pick up a knife and uh, threaten people with it so um, yes it's quite alarming um, uh, the question that I wanted to actually um, bring to uh, the table today uh, now is um, about uh, more about myself, maybe um, as a mum okay. who uh, maybe does overprotect and over molly coddle my children. Uh, do you think we are in a time where we are being um, extremes with how we parent? So we are either uh, being very liberal and saying to them, "Here's a phone, here's mm-hmm. consoles, here's some money, go out, enjoy," yep. or we are saying, "Nope, I don't want you to have a phone. Um, I'm, I, I don't really think you're ready to go down to the mm-hmm. local shops." Mm-hmm. You know. Are we in extremes here? We are, because Mm -hmm. like like I said before, we're Mm -hmm. dealing with a very extreme situation here Mm -hmm. where, like I said, we're we're living under terrorist acts in a sense Mm -hmm. because we're walking in the fear of terror that we will be Mm terrorised. So we're going to do what we think is right at the time. Mm -hmm. Okay, But adding on to what we were saying earlier Mm -hmm. is that the only way we can manage that Mm -hmm. is to be knowledgeable enough to understand in ourselves when we're being too over or when we're not being too over Mm. but also you know you said that some people say that um the child will then if you if you mollycoddle them too much they'll only just wait i don't think that will happen if you have a good enough dialogue with your child Mm. to help them to understand why you're being this way that's brilliant. That's very true, actually. Yeah, because that's one of my fears. I think if I over molly coddle them, and people have said it to me that when they get given an opportunity, they're going to jump at it. But if you've built those foundations at home and explained yeah. it, and I think that's one thing as parents, um, maybe we find very hard because. Um, when it comes to having dialogue with our mm. children, we don't know whether we should be firm and show them that we are in control of the situation yeah. and we are um, you know, a person of respect, so you have to listen to what I yeah. say. Or should we be their friend and talk to them and with them? We, 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 we are their parent. Mm. Okay? Yeah. Okay? We are their parent. Mm-hmm. You know, my favourite book says train up a child in the way they should go right and they will not depart from you okay Mm -hmm. now i think it i think it predominant particularly i may think it purposely uses the word train Mm -hmm. because if you look at what a trainer does Mm -hmm. he pushes you to a certain degree for Mm -hmm. your own good Mm -hmm. he'll let you eat right sleep right yes okay make sure you're around the right people yes you know so mm-hmm. if we train that child in the way they should go yes okay in that sense mm-hmm. and it's all coming from a foundation of love mm-hmm. then they won't depart from you yes so we have to if you know your child yes. you'll know how to talk to them yes okay mm-hmm. but the, the thing is is that and i've done it myself as mm-hmm. a parent okay i have said you're supposed to respect me. Mm. 
But I'm also supposed to respect them too mm -hmm. for who they are. Mm -hmm. Because on the topic we are speaking about, mm -hmm. they are the ones who have more information about it yeah. than me. Mm -hmm. They are actually living the experience. Yes. Now, we keep telling people that you can't get better than lived experience. Yes. So why are we handling our young people like their lived experience don't matter? Matter, yeah. <laughs> no, it's very true, yes. You know? So for me, it's about... You help me to understand, mm -hmm. and I'll use the wisdom and knowledge I've got mm -hmm. to protect and guide you with what you understand. Well, yeah. And we work this thing together. Yes, that's very true. And, um, uh, yes, because, I mean, the time that we grew up, or I was yeah. growing up, it was, it was not... It was a different time. It, it was not heard of. And, yes, it was a very different time. We didn't have things like that there. Yeah. So, um, uh, it's... it's um, it, it was a different time, and plus, we didn't have the amount of access to mm -hmm. information and access to information that is not for impressionable young minds, mm -hmm. okay? We didn't have that, mm -hmm. right? So what we had then was our parents. Yes. Okay? They were the source of it all, yeah. you know? So therefore, what happens is, okay, we forget that. Yeah. And we also forget that we were young. Yeah. We also forget that the child we're most probably talking to is going through puberty. Yeah. Don't know how I feel. Yeah. Don't know what's going on. Yeah. But I'm being bombarded mm. by all of this stuff which I'm not ready for. Yes. A great um, 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 adolescent teacher called Erickson said, mm -hmm. adolescence used to be like a train journey. It was cohesive. It had stops along the way, and everybody was basically going in the same direction. Yeah. Adolescence nowadays is like giving a young person the keys to a Porsche, okay, yeah. that he's never learnt to drive, sticking him in the car seat, putting a gun to his head, and saying, drive. Yeah. So he's going to have too much power mm -hmm. in an isolated place where he's on his own. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I think so. I, I mean... Uh, I, I mean, the question I wanted to try and get out sure. here was, do do you think? Because um, I remember when I was growing up. I mean, I mm -hmm. say this to my children. I mean, I've got nephews, nieces, you know, and I've got friends with older children. And what I don't see in the youth now is what we had. I mean, the minute I got my NI card, I could not wait to go out and get a job. And my dad supported me fully. My dad was working. We had yeah. bread butter on the table. It wasn't I needed to work. But mm -hmm. I just wanted that yeah. level of independence yeah. where yeah. I'm actually working. And I worked damn hard when I worked part-time. I worked so yeah. hard that I would go out my way to help customers, mm -hmm. um, you know, run up and down the stock room yeah. to get looking for items. I just don't see see that in the youth today it's, it's the millennial way okay the millennial upbringing way in a household is this it's not that your but their thinking is this it's not that your parents um support you to getting a start in life mm -hmm. their expectation is that you give them a life yeah. and if you don't give them that life i'm gonna stay here because you do because you're supposed to because i didn't ask to be bought here mm -hmm. you've got me here so you're supposed to look after me that's their mentality wow. okay why because young people today mm -hmm. are given access to everything where it's given to them yes and i don't have to move yeah. <laughs> no, I totally agree you know, with you. Yeah. Whatever I want can come to me. Mm -hmm. So the whole thing of telling people that it, you can't wait for it to just get dropped in your lap, mm. 
is no longer a truth because it can and that's the impression that happens on young people so with the young people that we're talking about here Mm -hmm. what happens is a thing called suspended moratorium Mm -hmm. where all activity is suspended Mm. okay so therefore the mind is suspended and everything they're doing is suspended so now if you are saying to them i'm going to put you on a project Mm -hmm. or i'm going to give you this and this is another reason why they mention money okay Mm -hmm. right First thing they ask is how long's the project? Three months. That's long. <laughs> Everything you say is going to be long. Mm. Okay. Now, where the drug dealer or the person who mm. grooms people breaks that yeah. is that he can come and say, "I can give you something to do in a very short time yeah. that will give you instant gratification." Yeah. That isn't long. Yeah, I know. And it's very scary because that is our battle. As yeah. parents, that is our battle because, yeah. I mean, I, I drive past a very well-known college every day when I'm going mm-hmm. to school to pick my kids up. And I yeah. look at them and I think, if I stood there and said to them, I'm, I can train you in, in three months where you could be earning £500 a day and you could be designing a website, I've probably lost them by the minute I've said training three months. They've just, but if somebody came next trigger. to me yeah, and said to me, uh, said to them that... I can give you £500 in a week. All you have to do is take this bag to spot A to spot B. They're obviously going to go for I'm off. I'm, and I've, I've lost that opportunity mm. of helping that child yeah. go the right way around it. So how and what can we do to try and stop that being the okay. case? So working with the young people we work with who are like that, mm-hmm. we, we, again, start with the why. Yeah. Okay? Because um, you said earlier mm-hmm. that... Easily, young people can pick up a knife. Easily, young people can stab someone. That's not true. That's not easy. Mm. It looks easy, Mm. but I'll bet you, if you were to look in their mind, you'll see how not easy that is. Mm. Because a young person like that is one, first driven by their ego. ego. Now, the ego, its only logic is confusion. Mm. And ego's only pathway is to keep you doing what you hate to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, but because it feels right, mm-hmm. it will keep you doing it. Mm-hmm. So with young people, they live two diametric lives in their head. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's right is right, what's mm-hmm. wrong is wrong, mm-hmm. what's wrong is right, and what's right is wrong. Mm-hmm. So working in McDonald's is weak, and having a job is weak. Mm-hmm. Going out and robbing someone and stealing a phone and getting three hundred pounds is strong, and mm-hmm. is something to do. But neither of them can live on the same level together. Why? Because they're separated by the conscience. But the conscience is only internal. Mm -hmm. So they have this battle going on Mm -hmm. where there is an inner conflict, Mm -hmm. which sometimes gets anesthetized by drugs. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm self-medication. Now, because he has all of that confusion, he now just becomes reactionary. Because, again, it's driven now by anxiety and fear. Mm -hmm. Okay? So when you have a young person like that, mm-hmm. what we do is we don't we don't find out what it is they want to do. We first ask them, mm-hmm. what do you want? Mm-hmm. Okay? Because intrinsically, we all want good things. Mm. The change happens is how we get them. Mm. Okay? Now, we do a quick flashcard thing with young people okay. where it's got... What do you want out of life? That's the mm-hmm. title. Mm-hmm. And you'll have career, money, fame, fortune, this, that, and whatever. Mm-hmm. 90 per- 99% of the young people 
that I do that with, and I'm talking people who are in gangs not accessing services. <laughs> do you know money, fame, and fortune always come last? Uh, oh, wow. I was just going to say top. No, nope. wow. Always come last. Wow. Because we're now in a moment together. Okay. Where you can just speak. Yeah. And it goes no further because you're working with someone who's been where you've been because okay. that is what promotes change as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, seeing someone that's got lived experience mm-hmm. and has been there. Mm-hmm. So now I ask you the question, what do you want? Mm-hmm. So he actually shows me these things. He actually shows me what's intrinsically created in all of us. Mm-hmm. Love, family, mm-hmm. purpose, mm-hmm. future. That's the reality of who we all are. Mm. Neuroscience will actually show you that we're created to love, mm. okay? Because everything in us has a purpose. Mm-hmm. So we're purposely built for yeah. purpose, yeah. okay? So we bring this out of our young people. What we also do is we use this word with young people too often and it's enabling victim. Mm. No, <clears throat> they're not all victims. Okay. At some point, they were all innocent. Okay. So you go back in anybody's history and past where they made a choice which was the wrong thing, okay, you will find that it was due to a lack of knowledge, lack of understanding, and a lack of knowledge by self, mm. or something that was happening to them through shock and trauma that was caused by someone else. Mm. So you're innocent. Mm. But they don't know that at the time. Because they either feel that they're blamed for it, yes. they either feel that they were mm. understood for it, and mm. at some point they made up their mind that no one's going to tell them what to do again. Yeah. So now ego's running the show. Yeah. So what happens is we bring them back to that point to help them to understand in the why that you're innocent. Mm -hmm. Then we ask the question, Mm -hmm. now knowing you want this Mm -hmm. and you are innocent, what would the innocent person do then? Mm. Why? Because we already know nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I'm going to go and stab someone. Yeah. Yeah. We work on fundamental truths. Yeah. And we get our successes. Uh, yes, I, and I like the way we uh, you actually um, made that come to light. And I think that's, at the end of the day, that's a lot of what the teenagers want recognition for, that they're not um, victims or culprits. Um, at the end of the day, they... Are victims of a mindset. Mm. They are victims of and, a mindset. And, and, and I, looking back now, I think, um, I mean, from a very young age, children at schools are um, being put under a lot of pressure now academically and um, as parents we're getting quite competitive and we want our children to strive (laughs) so you find that you're probably putting that pressure on them so it doesn't help and I think the the children they're just going crazy and and here's the thing we're putting that pressure on them to work in a system Mm. that doesn't teach you to be independent Mm. doesn't teach you to make money Mm. doesn't teach you anything it just teaches you to work yeah. it doesn't teach you to go out and be entrepreneurial yes. and solve the problems of the world that's very true it yeah. keeps you locked in a system mm. so they're being forced into something that's not really that helpful mm. for them in their creativity mm. so therefore they're under a lot of negative pressure mm. coming from a place that thinks it's right yeah. but coming from a place that can't do anything else because you have to abide by the laws of the land yeah. that now say your child has to be in school or else we'll lock you up yeah so they've built it now so it keeps you there yeah even the way how young people are taught nowadays has changed mm. it's changed mm. right but it's not happening in the school so what happens is sometimes you get a child right mm-hmm that I don't get it, 
I don't understand. And it frustrates him mm. and he gets annoyed. He then gets labelled as a naughty child. Yes. All it is is, and most of the young people I work with, when they are oh, school's long, don't like this subject, da 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 it's normally those subjects that don't have much creativity. Mm. History, mm. geography, mm. science. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because they don't have much creativity. Mm. They're mainly just about copy, write, and maybe think for yourself a little bit. Yeah. But it's all coming out of textbooks. Yeah. So that upsets them because they are used to learning, most of them now, from audiovisual. Yes. Yeah. And all they're doing is stuck in one of these, and that frustrates the light out of them. Mm. And that adaptation has not taken part in school. Mm. I always ask this question um, to to audiences. If you mm-hmm. were going to employ somebody, what would you want from them? Mm-hmm. What would you be looking for in them? So what would you be looking for if you were going to employ someone? Oh, gosh, if I was employing someone, I'm a hard nut. So. Give, give me three <laughs> yeah. things. Give me three uh, things. Creativity is okay, one of good. them. Um, friendliness, approach, you know, they could have to cool. be approachable. And... Um, Good manners. Good manners. Do we teach these things no, in school? No, I just, all what three do you think would I happen if yeah. they did? Yeah. We wouldn't have the employment problems yeah. that we have. Because it's only now they're grasping onto that personal development yeah. should be taught in schools. Yeah. When it should have been first and foremost yes. taught in schools. Mm. How to handle failure. Mm. How to manage doubt and fear. Mm. These are fundamental things that make you survive in life. Mm. You see, you, you, you cannot move forward and, and um, thrive mm-hmm. unless you understand the truth of what's going on. Yes. Yeah. We live a life here yeah, where mm. we go, oh, you know what, uh, you know, um, living's hard, you know. It's really, really hard, right? But we never admit when it's hard. Yeah. Now, if I admit this is my heart, yeah. I am more likely now for my brain to kick, kick into what's called gamma thought wave patterns yeah. to now begin to look for a solution. Yeah. But we just get taught it's hard. Stick yeah. with it. Yeah. So we fester on it. Yeah. Until it becomes controlling. Yes. But the minute I admit, oh, this is hard, mm. my thoughts change to solution. Yeah. And we don't get taught that. Yeah. So schools need to up their games? They do, but they won't. They do, but they won't. Some schools are, don't get me wrong. And Switzerland, Finland, places Mm. like that. But (laughs) they're not. They're not. But the thing is that they don't realise is this, is that because they're not changing it, they're putting an immense amount of pressure on teachers. Yes. Okay, because now teachers are ha- because of this immense amount of pressure. Teachers are having to become mentors. Yeah. Teachers are having to become counsellors. I only want to teach maths, and yeah. now I've got a council. Yeah. Now I've got to understand shock trauma. Now I've got to deal with Jimmy and his mum's history of addiction, which yeah. I've now got to go. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because I'm a school teacher, and uh, I've stopped working for a while now. But yeah. um, I would never go back to it. Exactly. Because it's just something yeah. that's impossible to try and do now. You have to wear too many hats. You There's so much paperwork involved yeah. in it. It's just yeah. it's very hard on teachers. Exactly. So what did the government do? When nearly 25,000 teachers walked out of their job over the last five years, mm. they started advertising jobs again for teachers with a bigger wage. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So what I'll do is dangle a carrot yeah. and throw you in the frying pan. Mm. Because they now know people need money. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's a scary system we it live is. in. I it know. is. The only way out of it is to be <clears throat> entrepreneurial. Yes. And so to have your own and to build your own. 
And that's what we should be encouraging the youth. And I think Definitely. It's more needs to be done about this. Where Because, um, I mean, I think uh, my husband and I were talking mm. earlier on this week and he was saying that children or the youth get more self-satisfaction if you know that you made something and you sold it or it's a service that you've given and it's successful or someone's pleased with it. Yeah. The satisfaction in that is amazing. Exactly. So it's quite motivating. Yeah. But it's trying to get them into that little... It's, 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 it's simple you know all you do is tap into what they have already developed mm-hmm. now everybody knows this a drug dealer is not just a drug dealer he is a businessman mm. okay he understands supply and demand mm. he understands people skills he understands maths he understands weights and measures mm. he understands profit and loss mm. he understands um, customer control yeah. he understands all of that yeah. that very same template you can put on any business going right back to the army where it first started yeah okay so therefore all he has is all you have to do is give him make those transferable skills yeah we ran a project twice two years called practivate where we did this with young people and apart from one person Mm -hmm. everybody walked out employed wow okay Mm -hmm. one person a couple things happened another got pregnant but everybody mm-hmm. on that project. We yeah. did another project called Ambassadors of Change, where we kind of did just pure personal development with the young people. Mm-hmm. One person who was at home doing nothing went back mm-hmm. to university. Another is now employed doing security at um, security at uh, what's it called? Uh, Amazon. Oh, wow. um, another one. She got pregnant, but mm-hmm. she's still lovable. Yeah. Hey, baby bear, where are you? If she's listening, <laughs> um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody's had a thing where they've gone back onto the process of having a purpose. Yeah. Okay, and 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 that's the thing about it. We got to tap into what they already have, yeah. but don't make it feel like we're trying to teach them anything they don't already know. So these workshops that you run, yeah. um, uh, how? And, and I know at the beginning we had Brother Asif ask how sure. um, people get in touch. Because I mean, yeah. I know Mark, you do fantastic stuff, and Thank I you. don't think it gets publicised enough. No, we're looking so, for the secret. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that's why I, I reined you in today because I yes, thought I want you. the people to know about what you do. Sure. Um, so how do people? Because we are running short on okay. time. Wow, that was quick. Oh, no. that um, quick? So it, I mean, uh, can you share? I mean, I know this week, because I've been stalking you on Facebook, <laughs> and I know that you went to a, uh, a recent seminar on um, knife crime. Yes. Um, and it was quite far. Yes, it... we were up in um, Fort and Heath. Oh. I was actually supposed to be speaking that day. Okay. Um, it was a really long day, though, and I didn't even oh. end up speaking, because I was the last speaker. Oh, and you okay. normally think the last speaker is the... Most energised. <laughs> <laughs> and I was there pumped and ready for it. Uh, and then, But it didn't uh, work out, but it was still a wonderful day. Yeah. I met some other wonderful people. Um, Roseanne Taylor did mm. an absolutely wonderful job mm. um, speaking about her life and what she's gone through with her son. So enjoy working with her um, and having her on the team as well. And, yeah, so we, we was up there and doing our bit around it. And I was, doing, I was supposed to be speaking on drugs and alcohol at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I do do talks and seminars on mm. knife crime. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you've kind of heard me touch on what I call the complex issues of the mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to be speaking on this mm-hmm. in its entirety mm-hmm. um, on the... Cassie, I hope I've got this right because I know you're listening. Um, on the 11th of December at four o'clock okay. at Luton Uni, Uni um, Luton and Bedfordshire University, uh-huh. but we'll put that across social media. Yes. Um, the workshops that we do mm-hmm. are, are all around. Um, okay, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> when we first 
put these workshops out, yeah. okay? Um, which is, it used to be called I Am Possible, now it's called the You Are Possible Youth Challenge. Okay. I lied to everybody. I lied on my <laughs> funding applications. I lied to everybody when I was telling them about the project. Because I was telling everybody that these projects will change a person's life. Mm. Total lie. And anybody else that's saying that their projects change a person's life, you're lying. Mm. What your project does in three or 12 months will enable the person to see that change is possible mm -hmm. and will also enable them to see themselves in a different no. way, mm. okay? Other than the negative perception that they have of themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's what our workshops do, okay? okay? What they do is what... Um, is 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 called um oh my gosh it slipped my mind well we're short on time so okay. i'm gonna have to yeah. say how do people get in touch with you facebook okay. twitter email you can get me on facebook mark anthony clark or walk to freedom um built with the user in mind you can get me at mark clark at walktofreedom.co.uk so that's mark clark all one word clark with an e on the end or you can contact me on 07726 298703 or you can go on our website www.walktofreedom.co.uk and it'll have all the information there if you want to contact me directly please don't use the info email please use the direct mark clark at walktofreedom.co.uk boom perfect thank you mark well thank you so much mark thank you on, that was um, wonderful coming on today's show um and i do like like to end a show with some inspirational quote which is coming together is a beginning keeping together is progress working together is success that's right <laughs> Jamal Barak right. and Aslamlikum thank you for listening to our podcast we stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org you'll find all our daily updates on our social media at inspirefmluton